We took the decision in February and we had the first Congress in May. And what you should imagine is that Numerology is a huge organization with so many super relevant stakeholders that has great insight about all parts of the organization, but they needed to come together. Hello and a very warm welcome to this, our second series of transformation stories from the award-winning Veltec Cafe. Last year, we spoke to more than 25 global brands and industry experts about their experiences of digital transformation. And this series is no different. From airlines to retailers, manufacturers to healthcare companies, this is a podcast series that strips away the digital buzzwords and challenges what we all thought we knew about our industry. Covering topics from the circular economy to customer experience, emerging tech to composable architectures, we're removing the filters and getting to the bottom of what's really going on in digital today. I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to the podcast. The value of a physical space to reach new customers isn't simply the realm of retailers. For today's guests, their physical presence at global conferences was a strategic part of their business. When COVID forced us all into isolation, this leading brand needed to come up with a new way and a new solution for getting in front of their target audience fast. Today, I'm speaking to Bettina Sturmrohr, Associate Director Multi-Channel Customer Engagement from leading global healthcare company Novo Nordisk. Together, we'll discuss the route they took to recovery and how they're taking those learnings on into the future too. So Bettina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I very briefly introduced you in that introduction, but perhaps you could tell us more about you and your role at Nova Nordisk and give us some more detail about the situation you found yourself in all those months ago. Thank you so much. Yes, my name is uh, Bettina Strømrod, and I work as overall lead of the global congresses from a headquarter point of view in uh, Novo Nordisk. My responsibility is to ensure that we, of course, prioritize congresses in Novo Nordisk, find the most customer engagement and most efficient way to uh, work with congresses across the organization. And as you mentioned, we have been through a year from first being fully physical in 2019 to a 2020 year where we had the first steps into how will this be in a, in a digital world, where we had some preliminary learnings with regards to being digital in, a, in, in bigger pharma congresses. But then in 2021, we really needed to look at how will we do this? How can we improve? How can we increase our reach? How can we make much more customer-centric contact and make much more customer-centric engagement with our HCPs? And there we were waiting for what would the organizer provide? How would they engage in this new setting? And we were waiting and waiting. And then at a certain point, we decided that we wanted to take the control back. We simply wanted to say, how can we have this? A huge part of the communication, a huge part of the customer engagement happen on our own platform, enabling us to get the data, get the insight to provide the doctors with what they would like to see. And that was actually initial start where we then said, okay, we need to build our own Novo Nordisk Congress platform, our own Novo Nordisk one-stop shop, where to go in relation to the big congresses in pharma. And Bettina, for those people who perhaps aren't within the, the pharma or healthcare industry and don't understand 
the value or the importance from a strategic perspective of these conferences. Could you give a little bit more detail about the target audience that's there and why they're so important? They're incredibly important because we are represented there, both from a scientific point of view, which is not the part that I'm working on, I'm working in commercial, but of course it's where we provide with the latest science and the latest uh, symposia and where we provide input to the whole dialogue across the pharma industry. And we are depending on the Congress, of course, the target group will be different. So there will be variations of specialists, variations of HCPs, again, depending on the scientific Congress that we are attending. But of course, for Novo Nordisk, it is diabetes and it's the management of obesity and also cardiovascular related areas, you could say, and other rare diseases. But it's very important that we are present there because there we can discuss the recent research, there we can be together with the HCPs in this setting where all people that is very interested in the same target will go together. So in that way, it is important, it is the occasions of the year where people will meet. And what we know from research is that they really go there for two reasons. They, of course, go for the science, but they also go there to network. It's so important that they can go there, speak with their peers, speak with their colleagues, speak with other uh, experts. So it's also a great event for them to join there. But from my point, and that's where we had, what would you say, a special challenge. I work in the commercial part of the organization where we are to present great products and innovations from Novo Nordisk. But that is in a pharma world, nothing you can just do. We cannot go out and <laughs> and talk about that wherever we want to. So so we need to have that in a, in a way that enable us to only talk to HCPs because we cannot have a big open campaign running like if you were selling toothpaste. We cannot do that because we need to make sure that it is only the ones who are allowed to see our products that actually see the products. And that also goes when we are attending a big congresses because at a big congress, it's quite simple. You know, you go for the symposia, that's where the scientific dialogue is happening. That's one room. Then you have in the physical space this big booth area where you would go for the commercial discussion, where you will see the branding, where you will see the product, where we will be discussing with the sales rep and so on and so forth about all the great products that the pharma industry offer. But how do you translate this into a digital world? And that was also a challenge because in a digital world, you can just sit and click around. So what do you do? Yeah, that's the perfect segue into the next question. It just cut you off in the middle before you start telling us. But you found yourself in this incredibly difficult situation then and knowing it was the same for all of your competitors. So everyone finds themselves in the same space. How do you then go about creating an alternative solution? And what did that look like in reality? So tell us what you did. (laughs) So what we did were we said, okay, first of all, we need to build this platform in our own Novo Nordisk ecosystem, because that will provide us with data, that will provide us with insight, that would in the long run enabling us to give the doctors the kind of content that they are looking for, because they are just like the rest of us, you know, don't waste my time. So if you can tell me, okay, this content will probably be of interest to you, then this is what you should show me. So first of all, we needed to know that. And then we need to build the platform in a way where we could differentiate between whether people would come from what we call a verified source or non-verified source. So if we were driving traffic, and that would be from the big organizer platform in the big conferences, 
if they came from there, then we know, yes, you are an ATP, you are a doctor, you are allowed to see our branded content. And then we would enroll them directly into our branded journey. But if you came from some of our Google ads, our social media campaign, or whatever campaign we would be running, where we do not know upfront that this is an ATP, then we would enroll them in what we would call an unbranded or green journey. So actually we built this platform that we call the Congress Hub that would enable us to enroll the doctors or non-doctors or nurses or patients and whoever is interested in this great content happening when we are conducting congresses in the right journey where they are only allowed to see what we decide depending on all the regulatory and uh, legal issues that we have in our industry. So that we built. So that was two of the main journeys behind that. So we know that we have the Congress hub that's been created. Great. But we know also that we're in a period of massive digital fatigue. People are fed up of going online, fed up of all of their meetings being online, fed up of events that would once have been the highlight of their year being online. I want to know, how did you drive awareness about the Congress hub? And how did you get people to go there? And you know, how did you make it feel like an experience in itself? I think I need to start in another place. And that is where this industry might be a, a little bit complicated if you have not worked with this before. Because joining, as you mentioned, the sessions, that would happen on the organizer platform. That is not what is happening on the Congress Hub. So we can drive awareness for all the things that is related to the non-Nordisk in that context. But everything that is happening with ADA, ESD, all the big congresses across the world, they are driving their own traffic and awareness with regards to their specific events. Then, of course, we do supportive awareness and uh, traffic driving activities in parallel what they are doing. So we're also having our own tracks for activating the XTPs during that Congress. But just it's important to say that these two things are happening in parallel. So you could say that we are adding an extra pathway, an extra uh, content activation, an extra customer engagement place through our Congress Hub in parallel with what is happening on the organizer platform. But of course, they are the primary drivers. Primarily, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they are primarily yeah. driving that for the sessions. But what we did to drive traffic to our Congress Hub, and that is where we use uh, different kind of tactics. Of course, we wanted to drive traffic from the organizer platform. So we invested in all the banners and everything we could do to link out from there to our own place. That is uh, the offers you get from the conference owners that you can buy this. And then we linked to that. That was one traffic driver. Then we invested in specific media where we already know there are some specific media where you can only watch it if you are a doctor or specialist. So then we would also get traffic from there that we also paid. That was one of our media investment. And then we also draw a lot of traffic from Google Ads and from social media activation, especially Twitter and LinkedIn. But we supported all four major challenges to drive traffic and engagement. And then also there's at congresses what we call email blast that was sent out. So we also buy all the placement that we could, where we could get some awareness for our Congress Hub in the Congress setting. So what other kind of content did you actually host on the Hub? On the Congress Hub, we host a huge variation. There is, of course, 
the related product branding that is for mm-hmm. the specific congress. That is, of course, a strategic priority according to each congress, which of our products will be most relevant for this congress. So that's the branded content. Then for the on-branding, it could be disease awareness, all kinds of things. It could also be overall a general thing about Novo Nordisk. We maybe some have seen all the great content we do this year for when we are celebrating um, insulin 100. So that would also be part of it. Or Team Novo Nordisk with our biking team. So all this great content from variation stakeholders in Novo Nordisk, we captured in this as we call it, one-stop shop for ATPs during congresses uh, in relation to Novo Nordisk. And did you find that bringing people onto the platform gave you different opportunities to engage with the audience in a way that you wouldn't have been able to do had it been a physical congress? That's a really good question. I would say that we, of course, have a more long-term engagement potential if we do it right. Of course, the overall, what you could say, business target for us is, of course, if we could drive consent. As I mentioned in the beginning, we are part of what we call global congresses, but the sale and the very strong relations happens locally out in the market. And that is actually really important because we want to the extent possible to support the markets. That's why we are here. So we can on one hand support the markets by by when we engaging with them on a global congress, we also influence doctors in their market. So that's one key thing. you could say it's a little bit more indirectly, then we could in a more direct way, when possible, send leads to market. So we can build in this pop-up functionality and that you could say is actually the third journey where we have this pop-up functionality where we via geo-targeting identify, oh, you're a doctor from Italy. Would you like to join the local Italy event during ADA? And then we could send this doctor if he or she (laughs) decides to click on it, that he or she would actually really like to see what's going on in his own market. So that was a third journey that we built in so we also could send uh, the traffic to local markets. It's a good one, isn't it? Because we've all been to conferences before and you know that when you walk into that sponsor hall, shall we call it, it's yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> you're bombarded with people and booths and salespeople coming out to try and speak to you or give you give you freebies. So it's quite an interesting one, actually, being able to isolate people purely on your own platform so they don't have the distractions of someone trying to sell them a fidget spinner or something on the other side of the room. It's quite an important thing that you've been able to do to get them to your platform and to keep them there. Yeah, exactly. And we need to keep the main purpose in mind. What we want to do is to drive customer-centric content. So, of course, we have just started this year. So, we just in, in the very beginning of this, of course, over time, we want it to be more and more intelligent so that we can provide them with the content they expect and that they want. But already now, it provides us with a lot of learnings for what mm. did they like, what did they not like. So, I think to us, it's also these insights. Yeah, that amazing is, data capture. That, that is, yeah, exactly. That is of high value to us. Because, of course, we also got some data from the organizer and we are we seen them as super partners because the organizers are the ones with the brand. And it's very important for also our scientific colleagues that all this is happening in a neutral and scientific way as it should be. Because that's very important within the scientific area that everything is trustworthy and neutral. 
And then we, in the commercial side of the organization, have a different challenge. How do we engage for that? And, and, and I really think this is a great start for that. And you could say right now we only have three journeys, either a branded, non-branded, or local journey where we send them to markets. But of course, over time, we hope to develop more relevant journeys to accommodate the needs. How quickly were you able to get this up and running? What was the time span? It, it's so interesting. We just discussed year-end results at an offsite yesterday, and we were just thinking, it is so amazing how we did this. I, I honestly think if we knew what we were heading at, I don't think we had made that decision. <laughs> yes, we did, because we had great results. But, I mean, we took the decision in February, and we had the first Congress in May. And what you should imagine is that Nomologic is a huge organization with so many super relevant stakeholders that has great insight about all parts of the organization, but they needed to come together. That is also the special thing about Congresses, that it's the brand teams, it's the disease awareness team. We need to align with scientific, even though they have their own space due to being very true to the trustworthiness and, and all this, but we need to align across all those teams. So we had the idea in February and we launched for the first Congress in May, being eco. It was a smaller Congress. This is why we decided it. But at the same time, you know, the bigger ones were coming just, mm-hmm. you know, a few months mm-hmm. after. So we felt like, you know, this big truck coming behind us. <laughs> so that was super interesting. So, so yes, we had tremendous high speed to succeed with this. We had great collaboration with our legal team. In, in pharma, you can do nothing if you don't have your legal and uh, compliance in, in order because it's so important that we do it in the right way. But we work very closely with our legal colleagues on this one, also making everyone in the organization understand because what you need to imagine is that if we are used to look at websites as a static website, okay, this is a platform, this is a website, the ATP will go in here and look at and find the content that they want. Oh, now we are introducing a dynamic website where it depends on who you are, where you come from, what you're allowed to see. So we also need to get the whole organization to understand this new way of working with platform, that it's not a question of platforms, but it's a question of what kind of journey you enroll them in and what you allow them to see. And in pharma, that means it comes with a lot of disclaimers. So we also make the journey difficult for ourselves, but that's something Mm -hmm. we have to do. And that's definitely for the future to see how we can optimize that because maybe it could be reasonable and we would be able to reduce the number of disclaimers uh, along the customer journey from you are entering an organizer platform till you enter Congress Hub, till you are moving around. And in the end, then you log in at the Congress platform to sign up. You have journeys with so many disclaimers. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's a wonder sometimes if they even end up uh, <laughs> Anything uh, in a market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's how it is. And luckily, I think the ATPs are used to that because yeah. they know that's it's how the it is industry. in the industry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We'll go on to talk about the results. Now's the time. <laughs> what have the results been? We have seen great results with regards to increased reach and engagement. We actually see an average of at least five times increase in reach and engagement. So for that part, it has been a great success, really great success. Then, of course, there are still some challenges in, you know, what kind of content do they engage with? Because a lot of this is also driven by all our social media activities and everything we do 
around the congresses. So there's a lot of optimization potential here. There's a lot of mm -hmm. things we can do mm -hmm. to do better. But we can see as a starting point, we are definitely increasing the recent engagement by five times. And we are definitely reaching more target groups and different target groups. So I really think that from that point, it has truly been a great success. Did you expect that kind of success? I don't think we knew where to go because that had actually, and that's quite interesting, you know, because right now I'm trying to look into what could the year-end report be? And I'm looking into results for say, okay, how can we compare 2019 being physical, 2020, very, very early step with some microsites and then 2021 and looking into 2022 year on year. But, but the difficulties here is how do we build that baseline? What yeah. do you compare up against yeah. and avoiding, you know, to compare apples to pears? That's a difficult part. But there we really work on how to have the right definitions because also, again, we are present in so many different ways, also depending on uh, the Congress. So one Congress, EASD, would have EASD TV. Okay, you will have doctors sitting watching no notice content for hours a day. That's a great engagement yeah. when we can get to that. And that's, of course, of much higher value than if they see, very swiftly see a, a social media post. So we're really trying to dig into now how can we define those KPIs, measurements in the right way, enabling us also to be more exact and precise in how we compare year on year, compare Congress to Congress with so many different things happening from Congress to Congress. And right now we have condensed it down to broad awareness, targeted awareness where we know it's doctors and to long engagement and short engagement. And then of course, there's a whole definition below that saying what taps into what, but all this needs to be in place. Otherwise you cannot ask the question, how well are you doing? What are your results? How's your performance? But that depends on the data behind it. And that depends on if we can enable that we can actually compare in the right way. So this is for sure also a data journey. And on top of that, this is why we are building what we call the Congress uh, Insights Dashboard to have all this data in place and to optimize for that. Finally, Bettina, I'm wondering what the biggest takeaway for you has been from this project. I think that has been that if you pull all your great forces together, you can really make something happen in a very short time. But you need the right people on board and you need to have a can-do attitude and you need to work closely with all parts of the organization because there's so many skilled people that know they're part of the game. But I think, you know, if, if you put the right people around the table, things will happen. And I think it's also, sometimes it's nice that you have an urgency mm -hmm. because, I mean, you could also have spent, and some would argue, Maybe you should have planned all this year and then launch next year. I mean, that would have been an option. But my take on that argument would be, yes, but now we launch fast and now we get all the learnings. Now we can see what content they engage with. Now we can see. And to me, that's better. Then we can optimize. And I always quote this thing from McLaren, you know, the Formula One driver. Mm -hmm. He once said when they got a new car, develop optimize, optimize, optimize. And that's exactly what we did. We developed very fast. And now we're working on optimize, optimize, optimize together with all the great brand teams and content teams, disease awareness teams, legal, our science colleagues, and all across Novo Nordisk to optimize the platform. So I think that's for sure, for me, a takeaway. Also, especially in, in a pharma industry where we really need to 
it's a culture that we think things through very well before we start off thing, which makes absolutely sense. But we were, I could say somehow, we were both blessed and cursed with an urgency. So it's a perfect transform by doing story then, as we'd say, as yeah. we say here. Thank you so much, Bettina, for joining us. It's been fantastic to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a nice day all. You've been listening to the latest transformation series from Valtec Cafe. Hit subscribe to get access to our whole back catalogue of conversations. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, why not visit us at valtec.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>